to the podcast show a bible of fashion uh, today's topic for discussion is india did not join the regional comprehensive economic partnership and this is probably the most talked about uh, you know topic in the asian market as of as on today it's going to be the 16 country trade deal touted to be the world's largest when it comes to in when it becomes operational something that is being cherished by many in the indian market from dairy farmers to small businesses to micro and small entrepreneurs from textile producers to cycle manufacturers e-commerce players to data service providers but this significantly points out the reforms required in the country before such mega packs can be attempted in the future opting out of the rcep also lays down the template for future trade negotiations undergoing the need to make the country's exports more competitive government is negotiating a trade pact with the us and an fta with the european union both the jurisdictions are seeking similar concessions as deliberated in the rcep this includes access to and free flow uh, flow of data integration of the agriculture market etc both the us and the china are considered among the most difficult jurisdictions with a wide market access so will india concede will it pick the us over china the choice it makes in the coming days will be very interesting especially in the context of the ongoing trade war between the two countries let's talk in detail with ms deepthi market intelligence head at fiber to fashion to understand this further today So welcome, uh, Deepi. Welcome uh, to join us uh, for this. Uh, Hi, thank you. Uh, so, according to you, what were the major reasons for India opting out of the RCEP agreements? Well, Asta, the major reasons for opting out of RCEP for India were pretty clear since the beginning. I think it was only a delay in decisions that happened. Firstly, uh, India has already had bilateral trade agreements with a lot of countries uh, who were a part of RCEP. For instance, it had trade agreements with Japan, Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, South Korea, uh, as well as an FTA with ASEAN. Thus, uh, you know, Malaysia, Singapore, and Thailand, when we have already have trade agreements individually as well, there was nothing substantial that India would achieve uh, by becoming a part of the RCEP. trade membership right 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 and secondly for india trade barriers would have been lower only in case of three countries of its interest one was china two was australia and three was new zealand right but uh, lowering trade barriers for china would mean that there would be a surge in imports of manufacturing products primarily labor intensive labor intensive products from china and this could prove disastrous for the domestic indian manufacturing sector so basically the fears of predatory trade practices and the lack of competitive export oriented industries in india has driven india has driven uh, mr modi to opt out of the rc i agree i think uh, those reasons were good enough to you know con- to be considered uh, how do you think the agreement would have costed the textile and clothing industry for us uh see basically there are a lot of uh, small reasons as to why uh, uh, this would have costed the tnc industry in india firstly competition from chinese 
uh, cheap goods would have already put a pressure on domestic sales at a time when already we see that the international business uh, is being under threat from countries like Bangladesh and Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And half of India's textile and clothing trade uh, is already with China, which with which it has already had a big trade deficit of almost 1 billion in 2018. So by signing up of the RCEP agreement, I believe this trade deficit would have gone up further. So it made no sense for us to actually go ahead with this kind of agreement. And that could have been worrisome for sure. Yes. And uh, the major factor why the textile industry was worried was because RCEP would have allowed free import of polyester fabrics from China, Vietnam, Bangladesh, which could lead to cheaper textiles affecting again, as I mentioned, the domestic textile manufacturers. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, uh, the flagship initiative by Mr. Modi, Make in India, would have suffered a setback. Because although the recent economic reforms have not really given the manufacturing industry enough push to become competitive for international trade, I believe the industry can still scale great heights with a lot of support from the government. It needs support in the form of a new textile policy, a new industrial policy that creates incentives for the textile sector. And there have to be designed strategies to enhance domestic competitiveness, to cushion the industry from a surge in imports, which of course we'll see in the future also, due to trade diversion. Right, right. I think that could have really impacted and thanks for sharing your, your, your insights on it. Um, as per historical data, India has never been able to take full advantage of any of the FTAs it has signed with various partners. Would you agree to this? Uh, yes, I would say to a very large extent. Historically, if you see, India has always viewed FTAs as an important tool to enhance its trade and investment and has already signed several trade agreements with various countries. In fact, India, I believe, is one of the top countries in Asia with maximum number of FTAs, either in operation or under negotiation or the FTAs which have been proposed. But if you see India's trade deficit with ASEAN and five other countries in RCEP is over $100 billion. Right. And India had started aggressively signing bilateral uh, trade agreements, including the first one with Sri Lanka and followed up with those with Malaysia, Singapore, and South Korea. Mm. However, it has always remained at the receiving end of FTAs. There's a data from Niti Aayog which points out that the imports from India's FTA partners have been more than India's exports to them after mm. the signing of the FTAs. And further to this, the utilization rate of RTAs by exporters in India is very, very low. It is approximately between 5 to 25%. So I believe India has not been able to take much advantage of the FTAs that it could have. So ideally, we need to prepare our domestic industry first to be able to take leverage of these FTAs and then again go ahead with signing up for these. Agreed. I think it's a, it's a, it's going to be a shake for the Indian government to first prepare themselves and then get into bilateral trade agreement. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the right time, I guess, for the right uh, amount of uh, turbulence happening in the Indian, uh, you know, the entire uh, textile and clothing industry and the other industries also, of course. Um, 
what kind of government support is needed for the textile and clothing industry to be competent enough as compared to its partners china and bangladesh is my next question to you uh please share your insights for it on this sure uh firstly i believe uh, indian exporters need more and more incentives and protection because they have already been burdened with higher tariffs than their competitors india needs to renegotiate tariff on apparel exports with eu and us to tackle the emergent economic slowdown in the country currently right for example if you see indian apparel exports are burdened with 9 to 32% of duty in the european union and the us markets which act absolutely blunts its competitive edge and considering the economic importance the textile and apparel sector has for india the government needs to support them through economic diplomacy when i compare india's position to that of our major competitors vietnam and bangladesh you'll see they are exporting apparels to the tune of 27 billion dollars and 33 billion dollars respectively and india is still at 17 billion dollars vietnam has undoubtedly taken advantage of its bilateral trade agreements while bangladesh has benefited from its least developed country status right. having said that if you see the kind of developments having happening in bangladesh i think we are lagging much much behind they have not only tapped the opportunities with the declining market share of china but have also eaten into india's market share so secondly uh the situation is furtherly complicated by the flip flop incentive schemes released by the government so for example the government decided to introduce the rebate of central taxes and levies in march 2019 so while the apparel industry welcomed the announcement its optimism dampened following the news that uh, an earlier scheme called the meis the merchandise export incentive scheme meant to offset infrastructural in- inefficiencies will be retrospectively withdrawn so ultimately the benefit was zero right now could not benefit much or could not benefit the reality is that several of such uh, incentives that are launched are not actually beneficial uh, to the exporters as such right right and some industry experts that i continuously uh, speak to have also pointed out that it is far better for indian apparel makers to expand or perhaps shift their manufacturing facilities to vietnam and bangladesh to benefit from their tariff arbitrage their labor laws their low wages their conducive business environment to actually achieve better return on capital employed so if the indian government is not supporting the textile industry we will see in maybe in a span of 5 to 10 years that the major indian manufacturers would be having their manufacturing bases in surrounding nations right. that is how they want to operate them so there are urgent steps that are needed to refocus on how low tech mass employment generation industry has to offer the sector needs more support in order to get more and more orders with as compared to countries that are having the tariff advantage right only then i believe that uh, if there is some kind of policy support the industry will fuel the bottom of the pyramid economic activity that's that's what i believe yes i agree and and we obviously uh, i mean since you are in touch with a lot of exporters already and you know we already hear that a lot of leading exporters from india are setting up uh, you know facilities in bangladesh or in vietnam or 
you know, are expanding themselves to the other parts of the globe also that are emerging uh, manufacturing hubs and are getting a lot of more, a lot of benefits which are not yet a part of the Indian incentive scheme and we're still lacking behind in that, in those terms. Right, right. I mean, see, US had all the reasons to win the WTO case against us. It is uh, it is our uh, it is our inefficiency to kind of develop the industry in last 15 20 years to an extent that we do not have to take the shelter of wto incentives to move right. ahead in the industry right right i think it was a very interesting uh, discussion that we had today thank you deepthi for sharing your in- insights and uh, i believe uh, india is still you know uh, has done the right thing to not join the RCEP agreement as of now. And in future that we hear that, you know, we will be think when we are ready will is the right thing to do right now. So thank you, Didi. Thank you for uh, the insights today on the topic. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks much.